0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain
1: with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. It's Daphne. It's Ilaria too. <laughs> <Elaria one ending. laughs> and Ilaria one and two. And today our guest is Julia
2: Stiles, brilliant actress, new mom to a 15-month-old son, wife. She's just such a great person. I mean, I I don't know if you remember when 10 Things I Hate About You came out. Of course. But it was such an important movie for me (laughs) in my teens. And, you know, and then she's there and she's a mom. And you know what I love about her? She's such an inquisitive mom. Mm -hmm. She really wants to do this right. And she's asking questions. And she really is going into this mom community that that is, you know, that we're building. All of us. You guys, us, you know, guests that we have on Um, of us all just kind of like putting our thinking caps together and trying to figure it out I love that especially you know she has a career that takes her all over the
0: world and takes her far away from family and she was saying in our interview that um, building her mom community and and you know supporting her family even when family's far away is really important to her and i think that that's something that we are um focused a lot on here at mom brain that we you know we as moms can stick together and learn from each other and have fun with each other and laugh in the hard moments and celebrate the great moments and that's a lot about what we're talking with julia about today about about about
2: (laughs) (laughs) enjoy Bye. Will you do us a favor? Will you introduce yourself and and just like your a little bio, of, uh, your little bio, a tiny, mini, a mini bio? Sure. Um, I'm Julia Stiles, and I'm an actress
1: and the mother of a 15 month old boy.
2: Perfect. Perfect. And Daphne and I created this idea because we get together. We're we're mom friends, and we get together, and we just like. Chat about everything that's on our mind, hence the name Mom Brain. I know, I listen to it. I listen, <laughs> oh, good. listen so to it many, many oh, episodes. I, I, I'm so excited I, to talk to you guys. Um, I, I,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of your guests um, come in and share their knowledge and wisdom. And I feel like I have many more questions for both of you. Well, how is, how's life with, how's life with a little man, one years old, how's it going? Yeah, 15 months, it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. I love being a mom. He is the most adorable, precious little being ever. Um, And just the surprises that happen throughout the day are so delightful. The other, the other day we went on a hike and we were with some other little kids, and he, they, they started like kicking, they were older boys, they started kicking a stick down the path, and he just thought it was the most hilarious thing ever and could not <laughs> stop hysterically laughing, and it was oh. the most adorable thing ever. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> sure you, you guys know uh, what that's like, but yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm exhausted. And I don't know how you guys do it with multiples. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) So tired. Well, you know what? I think no matter what, it's hard. You just embrace the chaos. Mm -hmm. So I think no matter how many you have, it's a lot because you are giving, especially if you're a conscientious mom, you know, as you are, you're just like pouring your entire being and love into this little person and you want it to go well. And Mm -hmm. that's exhausting.
1: And the, the worry. The worry, I, yes, the like, it, like worry. now it's like somebody, somebody told me it's like, now you're walking around with your heart outside your body. So yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. the most intense happiness and the and joy and then the most intense like fear and worry. simultaneously. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's the perfect summary. And and with with however many children you have, you only have 24 hours in the day. I certainly found with my first that I put so much more pressure on myself because I felt like all of those 24 hours should be devoted to her. And any time that I had to be away, I felt like I was sacrificing something about motherhood that I didn't want to sacrifice. And at the same time, every minute I was with her that I should have been at work, I felt guilty about that too. There were air quotes there. I know this is radio, not video. Um, <laughs> but i i think with more kids you i've actually been able to take it a little easier on myself i put like I, I worry a little bit less i stress a little bit less i have a little bit less mom guilt because i feel like there's only so much time there's only so much you can do with only so much time so mm-hmm. one is
2: one is enough one <laughs> one is one is a lot <laughs> one one is, one is plenty one is also the stuff that you're talking about where like you know it brings you into the the joy of such simplicity as like the the stick story that you're telling us there's just such like it just brings you into a place where you start to really realize what the meaning of life is in some ways not to get like too deep into it but just like it's actually kind of simple we're like out there searching 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 and then you just see your little kid in front of you having such joy from a stick and you're like yes this is it it just it also what puts it on to perspective, and I think it all comes down to just how tired you are. You're like, this is as much as I can manage, and it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna. I I learned about myself that I can memorize lines pretty much on the fly. Like wow, there was there was very little preparation that went into uh, working this time around. <laughs> like I, so, I, no I would... mom
0: brain for you. you I have, know you have full that, recall. <laughs>
1: something happened. <laughs> That's I would like awesome. Just like out of necessities, just out of necessity, I would like memorize my lines in the hair makeup chair which i didn't know i
2: could do before that did all of you guys travel together did your husband go as well or yeah
1: yeah we were really lucky he works on the show as well he, he works Amazing. in the camera department so um and he was he had worked on the first season as well so it was um yeah we were we were a traveling circus
2: we were just um, um talking um to Camila Alves, and she was you know talking about how her and matthew really try to stay together you know our so my oldest is five and then I have three and two and eight months old. And, um, and you know, with Alec and, and his career, you know, he takes a lot of jobs at home because now we're starting school mm-hmm. and we sort of started thinking like, oh gosh, can, can we, can he go and travel for three months? And what do we do with the kids? And we're such people that we, we spend so much time together that it, is a little stressful kind of figuring out what we're doing right now. Do, have you thought that far down? Have you thought about, you know, what what's your... What do you think your life is going to look like? I hate that question, by the way, as I'm saying it. So I apologize for it and, and try to like not see no. it the way that it sounds. But like, what do you think in like five years when your kid is in school? Is this something where you're going to try to work a lot right now? How, how are you going to try to bring him with you? Do you think you know, have you even begun to thought of, think of that? Or is this like way too premature and you just need me to stop speaking?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> totally. I, I've definitely thought that far ahead because um, we've been so nomad. My husband and I are so nomadic. Yeah. Have been so nomadic, and we really haven't figured out where we're going to put our roots down. Um, I'm from New York. He's from Canada. We spend half the year in France. Like, um, and right now it's okay to be traveling with our baby. But once, as you say, once he's in school, then we got to figure it out. I mean. I've heard that there are international school systems where they can, with you know, like the, there's a, the French school system. They can kind of go. Um, our nanny did that. Like the lycée
2: français. Yeah, France. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing mm-hmm. is,
1: but the thing is, you know, the the, the child is going to want to. Um, any child would want to be a little more rooted and feel like they have, I don't know. I mean, I can see, I can see different versions of our lives, like where we're settled and we only commit to work in one place or we continue to be sort of nomadic and traveling and there are benefits to that too, but we'll have to see what he wants, you know, right. um, it's just, there are more factors now.
2: It's, this has been something that I'm going bring it up because it's something that I've, I've struggled with ever since we had our first, um, and, you know, even though I have so many, I really only know five years of being a mom and um, and I have I've I've talked to so many people in in your business um, mm-hmm. and I've gotten some really great perspectives. And just, something that Camilla had just said that was so great is like she, you just have to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Don't think so much in the box. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing, but you just figure out what works for you and your family. Um, and and that just sounds amazing too that you're that you're thinking about your son and and what kind of person he's going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean Strummer so far is very um, adaptable, which I think has been kind of good for him to to have so far. But I mean he's only fifteen months, and um, and I haven't spent a night away from him, and I don't, I, I can't even imagine. Um. I mean, I'm sure I will have to eventually, but I, 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 I don't think that I will choose
2: work that would take me away from him. You're like me. The only time I spend away from my kids is when I'm in the hospital having the next child. Oh, so that's really one sleep. thing that. Oh, we... oh, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I have
1: so many questions. Okay, here's here's on my list of like of the agenda. Okay, sleep. <laughs> we have to talk about sleep. Yes. Um, and we also have to talk about being far away from your families. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's the first two so far.
0: Okay, sleep. I, <laughs> no, sleep. sleep I, I. Well, hang on. Does he sleep? Like, what's your what's your sleep situation right now?
1: So I. I think I've heard you, Ilaria, talking about this co sleeping. So, and I remember I, I, I texted we you asking about it. Asking yeah. about mm-hmm. it. That's how, um, so, since he was little, we, we would, he would go in the crib like the first round at night, you know, bedtime, mm-hmm. and can nap in his crib and all that. But then by the middle of the night, especially when I was working, I'd just get so tired that it was easy for us to bring him in bed and then I'd just roll over and nurse. Mm-hmm. But now that he's 15 months, that's a really hard habit to break. And it's also something that doesn't actually give us more sleep in the long run, right? So I'm trying to figure out how to uh, transition, but it's okay. hard.
2: <laughs> okay. So I think again, it goes down to what works for you. And I'm so, so
1: confused by the way, because I've read all the books and I've talked to so many people and I just, it's like all mush in my brain now. I'll
2: give you the best piece of advice that actually my brother told me because my, my brother co-slept as well for like a really long time, um, is that eventually your child is not wanting to want to sleep in the bed with you. So Mm -hmm. I should say that again, because I've kind of mumbled it. Eventually, your child is not going to want to sleep in the bed with you. Like they really just aren't going to. So the question is, is it upsetting either you or your husband to have the baby in bed with you? And some people are like, I love it. It's the best thing ever. And then other people are like, I want my space back. I want my bed back. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that you guys have to figure that out. Um, When I transitioned, so I transitioned my babies into their beds once I stopped nursing just because for exactly what you said, like, I'm too tired. I was too tired to like nurse them, then put them back down and then go back to sleep. And then they cry again. And then like, eventually I would just like pass out with them in my arms in the bed. And that's how I started co-sleeping. Um, and so I, I, what I would do is I would, and I still do this. I sit with them while they go to sleep. And I made their bed like super fun. And um, and yes, they can get out of their bed sometime and come in at night. But I find that they don't really anymore or sometimes, but not but not all the time. And eventually they do make that transition. Um, And I think you go through phases, just like you're saying, like there's, you know, some a kid, the kid gets sick and then they come into your bed Mm -hmm. for like a week and then you encourage them back into their their bed again. Um, I mean, it's I'm tired. If I can tell you, I I don't sleep very much. Um, And I wish I had like the magic sleeping pill. I feel like you're better at sleeping. Isn't
1: that like like the weirdest design flaw in terms of evolution and and Mother Nature? Like why in the most joyous time of life do – and where you need to be like – on your care on of your, of, your game yeah. that you're like so like,
2: exhausted
0: like, <laughs> evolution true. got a couple things really wrong chiefly why does it have to come out of a spot that like you're going to then have to use a lot <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like, like, like
0: you know what about like you know an elbow like you know, something that you could afford to just let, have not used for a while um yeah there's a, and and hormonally and sleep deprivation and all the forms in many Postpartum parts of the hair world loss. Uh, I would get I
2: would get rid of that one yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't and I don't understand why except that maybe um going through the harrowing experience together bonds you more in some way but are you are you ready to be done nursing are you you feel like you're
2: done or are you done nursing and he's still, still sleeping in bed with him with I'm still nursing um I
1: figured that it'll be easier for me to i mean i'm I'm ready to to phase it out um I love it and it's been amazing and I'm so glad I could do it yeah, I could do it at yeah, all. Yeah, 15 months is so month, long.
0: It's huge. That's like a huge oh accomplishment. You <laughs> should be so proud. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Um, I don't want. I don't want it to be like. I don't know if you've ever seen the little yeah melons, guess, like, juicy, a, juicy a, melons. I am Yeah, the grown <laughs> man who's still nursing. I don't want to be like.
0: Yeah, please no. Please,
1: this um, is so pretty soon, but I figure when I go back to work, it'll be yeah. easier because we won't be with each other all day long. Um, I, oh my god! By the way, I was I was pumping while I was working on Riviera and try like, it ended up being like, I'd have all these- com- Where you know, would you store your locations.
0: milk? Yeah, what, And like a car? Oh or my God, to mean?
1: have all these conversations with like grown men about, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to take a 20 minute break now. Right. Like I need to find a, a sink to wash my hands, blah, blah, blah. They had so many, it was hilarious. They would, their their names were, cause we never really knew, like I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with saying pumping cause I think that word makes me sound like a cow. Right. And, so I would say nursing, when the baby's not around, right. and, like, the the French assistant directors would be like, oh, Julia, uh, do you have to go do your feminist mission?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling oh, it that. That's I, I would, amazing. Like, <laughs> fe-
1: feminist mission? I don't, I don't think that's, I think that was a uh, language, actually. Um, And then they called it the strummer snack after a while. Uh, Oh. That is French. Which was kind of cute, I guess. I don't know. I
2: don't know. I feel so That's so funny. They also, these
1: guys, like the directors and assistant directors and guys on the crew, like they thought that I was going to explode. Like they were like afraid of me. They were going like. Like very tentative and sort of like worried that is it gonna <laughs> is it gonna happen right now? And I was like, oh, you guys, relax. It's, it's fine. Important. It's good. It's good. It gets, but really yeah. just no.
2: Now, it. now, yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. now, you get to this point because
0: obviously, does... the older the older he gets, the more he's gonna care more about the time with you and the emotional connection with you than the actual nutrition of nursing, and it gets harder and harder to break him of it as he as like certainly from fifteen months on, he has a real consciousness. I stopped nursing at eight months, so it was like they're babies, they they totally forgot about it within the week and they were like fine, fine, fine. They
2: always forget about they it forget by the way. About no, it. no, he'll he'll forget about it. Eventually and eventually they stop. Eventually and you can like distract them. If you ever want to get to that point, you should just distract them and you're like, oh like, hey, let's go do this. And then they do forget. And within a couple of days, it would be weird for you to ever breastfeed them again. And it would be weird for them to breastfeed. It's a a really weird thing that happens. It's nature. And it's just one of these things where, and we're done. And I was so afraid the first time around because I felt like I wasn't going to be needed anymore. Like, I felt like that was our, I I was terrified to stop breastfeeding her because I was like, well, that's the thing. I'm the food. I'm the food. And if I stop nursing, then she's not going to want me anymore. And then her and Alec are going to go off alone and I'm going to be sitting here and nobody's ever going to speak to me again. Like that was my dramatic, my dramatic story. (laughs) The end. That's it. Um, And it's not true. Like it was all of a sudden she wanted me for different reasons. And she hugged me, and she kissed me, and she did all these things that I thought we were going to lose our physical bond, and we didn't. And also, no, that it was is something so surprise. nice to have your bed back.
0: Like, I'm just going to yes. put a word in for, like, a big, cozy bed all to yourself, just you and your husband. It's amazing.
2: If so. I ever have, like, an hour even just to lie down in my uh, bed, like, before the baby wakes up, because he'll sleep in, a, like, a little, either his crib or a little bouncer. And then when he wakes up, then I bring him into bed with me. I would, like, literally would, like, do, like, spread, Starfish. spread, <laughs> spread out. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. Okay, so what's your next question? Wait, oh, Wait. the family. The family thing. The family thing. Um, yeah. You know, they, because they say it takes a village. And now I've never, I've never
1: like missed being close to my parents more than now after having a
2: child. You know what? I think you create your village around you, you know, doing even what we're doing right now. And just like, you know, just having a little bit of understanding and a little bit of love. And I mean, I I think especially in New York, and you're a New Yorker, you know, New York is this weird melting pot of so many different people. And, you know, Daphne Daphne said it like an hour ago, like I've made my friends into like the uncles and aunts of my kids and everything. And so even when my family isn't around, they literally call them uncles and aunt to my friends and mm-hmm. they come over all the time and it's like you know my house is just like always wild and there's always tons of people there and there's a lot of love and a lot of you know good yeah. food and ha- and happy times so um I feel like you you do create your village even when your your blood village is far don't you think I, I think it's I think it's actually something that is
0: hugely important for I grew up in such a big family I'm the oldest of four but I'm kind of the youngest of seven my mom's family is like really huge and I'm only eight years younger than my youngest uncle and so like I just grew up with fifty million people always around and again very loud, lots of food, lots of fun, lots of love. And so I do try to create that wherever I am, um, in terms of like I I prefer to have my house be the focal point the the locus of where all the crazy people, you know, congregate. But um I actually think there, there there, aren't a lot of substitutes for the bond like I'm so close with my grandparents I want my kids to be so close with my parents and with John's mom um, and so we do make sure they visit as frequently yeah. as possible but we also FaceTime like every day multiple times a day so the kids always feel like like if they you know get a, bring a fun picture home from school they show grandma uh, they call them Ama and Runka or they'll call them to tell them about like this fun thing we did or um, but FaceTime makes it feel very personal and very like experiential as though they were there and so i feel like there's there the technology has allowed i mean obviously if you're in france it's different your parents can't come over every you know every other week but um but i do i've relied on it a lot because we moved down to florida and my family lives in new jersey and similarly we get to see them usually like once a month which is not nearly and we lived in manhattan we saw them literally every weekend um so facetime has been isn't a big, it amazing, amazing the
1: little faces like like the the the, the process of figuring out what FaceTime is. Yes. One like, Oh, they're like, Trump, what? we'll look, we'll look at the phone and be like, he'll recognize the person. And sometimes when daddy's away, like we FaceTime all the time. Yeah. And, and he's like, wait a minute. Wait, you're there, <laughs> but you're not there. I'm trying to figure
0: this out. You see I'm it happening in their, their little brain. Disappears. I'm trying to touch you. And then it disappears totally. And then they figure out swiping and they're like, what is this do? Like, what are we talking about? Um, That's so oh, funny. Well,
1: so okay here's a, here another question on the agenda the list I'm <laughs> I love you guys. This you it. it. You love you it. This is um um the phase of like pinching and not hitting like oh, so yes. so strummer is now in this thing where he, he he's so so lovely and so social and like wants to run up to the kids at the playground and and hug them but he doesn't know his own strength and so totally he, yesterday accidentally poked a kid in the eye and it's never from like a mean place but it's just kind of like not understanding the consequences of that so
2: how do you uh... okay so wait until you get to be when it is intentional intentional, because that will happen and that's (laughs) like and I have to say it's hard when your kids get hurt and it's really hard also when your kid hurts another kid Mm -hmm. um I had a time with so my third child Leo is like built like Alec. So Carmen and, and Rafa are very like bird like like I am. And then Leo is like this like bulldog he's, he's strong. He's no, strong man. He's no joke. <laughs> and we're in a um a play space and there's this woman and of course it had to be like her she's a it's her one child, so then you have that energy of, like, you're still nervous when you're, your baby is little. And naturally, I was with my first mm-hmm. child. He goes up to her, he grabs her hair, and he throws her on <gasps> the ground. Oh no. oh and I'm God. just and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, like, me, like, little pacifist me. Oh, this like no, this is so bad. And then I go, and, like, I follow the mother around. I'm like, are you sure she's okay? I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he was like, one, he doesn't know what he's doing. He mm-hmm. gets beat up by his older siblings. So it just, it's, it's something that you have to realize... Everybody does it, and it's just something they have to learn their own strength So how do you parent with that? And for yourself, I I feel like
1: I think you can kind of tell the difference too when it's like where it's coming from. So we also met our like first bully the other day, and Mm. and he wasn't necessarily a bully, but he was like obviously super cranky and probably didn't probably needed a nap or whatever. But Stormer was playing with the toy that he wanted, and he came over and he just started wailing on him. And that was the first time as a mom, I was like, oh, I don't like this kid. Mama bear, mama bear came out. It's amazing (laughs) how much
2: you can dislike another like two or three year old. You're like, oh, I don't like you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> But I could tell that, that this kid was like mean it wasn't yeah. it wasn't accidental. It was definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. No. And they can and they can do it on purpose. So what I noticed when Leo was going through that phase um, was he would it was kind of like curiosity. It was like, well, this has happened to me at home because I have two older siblings that are going to naturally have some kind of physical interaction and then what if I do that to somebody else and it would be like almost this like just interest of like oh I'm going to do this and then what's going to happen Okay, and then mm-hmm. what? And then if I do it again, what's gonna happen? It's like throwing. It's like when they are interested in like gravity and like throwing something. It off is. There. They're just testing. They're just testing They're, they're
0: like, really oh, just trying to figure out the universe. I think. I think genuinely, the the experience that Leo had is like, what happens if I pull her hair? Right. Does she, is she gonna is, go down right. or is she gonna stand up? <laughs> exactly. and
1: then, so how did you react? Like, so,
0: you um, apologize you profusely, um, and yeah. So,
2: you. Yes, you apologize profusely. You make sure that everybody's okay, and then how do you deal with it? So when Leo was going through that phase, I would hover a lot. And I would anticipate because I figured my responsibility as a parent is to make sure that not only do I help my child through this phase, but I also make sure that everybody else is safe around. And I would and you know, I'll hear other parents say the same thing. Hey, you know what, my son is going through a little bit of a hitting phase. Right. right. Or my daughter's going through a little He's bit of a whatever phase. People to that. And I'm just gonna be there to like kind of hover and and predict what might happen. Not be like crazy about it and like these like and, like crazy, crazy, like right. uptight moms, but just be kind of aware and to run interference. Um, and then you'll be amazed by how quickly if you teach them should be gentle and you teach them to be kind and you do it consistently 100% of the time, like, oh, no, Leo, we don't do that. How do you touch somebody? And I always ask them questions. Like when Leo and Rafa hit each other, I, I make them stop. I make them apologize and that whole thing. And then I say, and how do we touch other people? And then they, like, go up to each other and they, like, go this and they kiss each other and they hug each other and they do that that whole other side of the equation. And, you know, it's, it's kind of am- amazing to watch. It. And little by little, they start to get it. I think mm-hmm.
0: in that way, two things that are really important about that. First of all, is the communication. Like you think at 15 months that he maybe has a few words or like, you know, has a basic understanding. But speaking to them and ra- and going through it with him of like, we don't hit like that or we don't do that because it would hurt them or it makes them feel bad. It makes them upset. It makes them think that you don't like them. Whatever it is, talking through all the all of that, I think, is super important. And then the positive reinforcement, I think, is so. kids learn so much. My kids have learned so much more by having it repeated to them, again, consistency, but having repeated over and over what we do do or what we should do, not what we shouldn't do, which focuses them on the things that they're not supposed to remember or do and whatever.
2: And you do have to address like the negative behavior, but then exactly what you're saying, go to the positive. My, my, um, my mother would always say, see one, do one, teach one. And that's kind of like how you learn. So I'm going to see it be done. I'm going to practice it. And now I'm going to teach it. So last night, my boys went at each other. And again, it's different when they're siblings. Mm-hmm. So they will very rarely get into anything with another child. But between the two of them, they're like two puppies, like going at each other sometimes. And um, and they hurt each other last night nothing nothing crazy but it was just one of those things where I had to separate them and this morning Leo my two-year-old he said Rafa you hurt me last night you can't do that that's not okay and so, you know, there was an element of the C one, the do one when he learns to be like gentle and we try gentle hands. And then he taught him the next day It was something that in the next morning he was thinking about. And he taught him, Rafa, you can't do that to me. Um, so a lot of times I'll make them. I say no matter how angry you get, you need to use your words use your words. So yes, this person came up and hit you. You don't hit them back. You say, hey, that's not okay. You can't treat my body that way. Mm-hmm. And um, and I find that little by little, the immediate reaction of the hitting goes to the hand goes up and they pause, they think about it, they might still hit. Then the hand, the next time the hand goes up and then maybe they put the hand down. And when I see that hesitation, I know that it's getting in there and they're starting to make the change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. And by example too, right? If you're not getting angry, if you're not obviously not hitting your kid, you know, like right. they yeah. don't yeah. see you being violent. <laughs> yeah. And you then, yeah,
2: that Yeah. You know, that's not good. <laughs> they,
1: they kind of naturally learn about being gentle. Um, I think I, I heard—I forget who it was. It was some comedian was on a talk show being interviewed, and he was talking about why his um, he wouldn't let his daughter have a cell phone, and it was because when you when you're online. And you write something mean, you can't see the consequences of how it makes the other person feel. But in person, if you were like, hey, you're fat and the person started crying, that feels icky and you don't really like making another person feel bad. So I feel I'm watching now in the playground and play groups like these little kids learning the consequences of their actions, you know, and totally. and like it's not nice to see somebody else cry or, or cause that unless unless. You know, you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Right,
2: exactly. There are always there are always like like that kid the other like day, the, the like, the the like the meanie, like the meanie that you fought I mean, teaching our kids to be good problem solvers, I think, is is ultimately yeah. what our job is. Like, here's a situation where uh, there are going to be you know disagreements. There are going to be toys that are fought over. There are going to be you know things f- further on and as our kids get older. But teaching them how to fix a problem, not necessarily. I mean, avoiding problems are great, but there are going to be problems and. Be, teaching them to be there and be like okay this is the situation how can I make this better I think is going to be you know
1: but even before they're verbal it's really fascinating to see to see strummer like he he only has a couple words but he mm -hmm. you know I'm seeing that he can understand when you communicate and talk and even though you know it's it's like a different a different level of communication yeah yeah
2: no, it's the cutest thing is when you give them like little tasks when they're little like okay go over and can you throw this in Bring the trash for me and they're like like waddle waddle <laughs> yeah. over and go and, and do you're do like that.
0: you do understand you you're do not really an alien you exactly, understand exactly. me um, <laughs> but both. I think giving them giving them agency in their emotions is a really like something that we've been we've been spending a lot of time with because my oldest my daughter is four almost five. Girls are just different. They develop differently. They have an awareness that's different. They have their own struggles, certainly. But like in terms of controlling themselves, their bodies, their responses to things, it's been she's been pretty smooth sailing. But my son, who's three, has like it's just hard when he gets overwhelmed, he's overwhelmed and he doesn't know how to calm himself down or he um, he wants to lash out and throw things. And he, he very rarely will lash out at other people, but he wants to just like you know, release his energy some way. And I think something that we've had a lot of success with is is saying, "Are you, you're frustrated. Here's why you're frustrated. And then here's how you can deal with it being frustrated. And then like we have punching pillows, like where I'll, I'll show him how to like fight with a pillow or how to jump up and down or how to release and expend the energy another way so that he can calm down enough to get to the emotional level. And obviously at 15 months, Stromer's too young for like a lot of that intervention. But I think that's sort of where my brain immediately went is 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 at I, it sounds what you know what we were describing sounds more just like testing his environment, testing his impact on the environment. But if he were ever to be in an, in an altercation with another kid, I think it's really or feel frustrated by something or overwhelmed by something. I think it's really just about giving them that chance to to experience it and to have good coping strategies too. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they, they, um, you'll you'll notice as well. I think you'll notice as well. My prediction because I've seen this with with my kids and with other kids is that y- if something happens to him. A few weeks later, he might try that out.
1: Mm. Well, that's so, what like, I was worried about with this other. Uh, this- other kid that's hitting him. i like, no. I like, like. Luckily, he didn't. He didn't. He was startled, and but he didn't cry, and he didn't hit back. But I'm like, oh god, if this keeps happening, what? What if he starts imitating that behavior? Yeah. But,
2: and he and he might, and that's okay. And we all do it. You know what I mean? Like, and it might again. It might be in like three weeks when it comes up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, you will, will be saying something, and I'm like, like don't swear. They're gonna. And he's like, they didn't hear it. And then the, oh, like, definitely. Three weeks later, <laughs> They like say something, and I'm like, oh my god, see. I told you he's like I didn't just say that I'm like he did three weeks <laughs> ago and they remember it
1: <laughs> yeah no and raising a boy is challenging like oh, I I, I God, think about it all the time like you, you you have you want a boy who's going to grow up to be a man and be able to let's say defend himself or mm-hmm. you know but also not be violent or mean and it's like a really fine line you know
2: yeah. Be a, be, was, a, be a good person. It's good. Yeah. Just be a good person. Just be a good person. Yeah. Now, it was, it was interesting. And I, I don't know if you I it resonated with me so much. And I'm sure that you you've had to talk about this before. So I hope it's not it's not annoying that I'm bringing it up. But I saw the whole like the baby wearing thing um, post because I had the same experience um, and uh, many being times criti- being criticized for baby for, wearing and like that you're doing it wrong. That I was, that that I was doing, that I was doing it wrong. And I actually saw your, your, that picture. Um, um, and I was like, I've definitely carried my baby around exactly like that. And of course you're not going to smother your child. That's the most like preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. And I would carry my baby low because I'd nurse her. This is Carmen that I used to get it a lot with. While you were walking. Well, I'm walking. I'm I'm a New Yorker. I'm got kind of like on the go. I I do it now. I like I just like I it's just great. It's like I don't have time to stop. I'm like I'm too busy. And people would be like you're supposed to be able to kiss the top of the head and they have like all these like like literally it feels like somebody's there with like a tiny little tape measurer mm-hmm. on on the mm-hmm. on the picture. Um and and it just got to a point where I was like, "You know, guys, I'm, i I obviously I know what's right for my child because I'm the mom thank you very thank you very much and I'm going to move on from that um but it is yeah, you know
1: my mommy judgment really has to stop it's kind of it's kind of crazy I that was my first exposure to it and he was like five weeks old or something
2: I mean and you're still so emotional at that point and they're what like what did I
1: know you know but um I don't think it was dangerous
2: you, it was not it was not
1: then it got into a little bit of like a I mean, I guess I also kind of learned from it. Like, oh, sorry, his feet were tucked in. I didn't know you were not supposed to do that.
2: I I tuck my baby's feet in like that, by the way. And I have four, and they're fine. <laughs> I tuck them in because I don't like spreading them out because it feels like it's a lot for their I hips. Know, it feels like a frog. Yeah, I like don't. Not I supposed, don't do that till they're bigger. I cut. I I put them in exactly like you had, by the way. Oh, I don't know. Now bring on the online mommy haters right now. <laughs> it's, it's at Ilaria Baldwin, by the way, direct all your, all your comments to me. It's fine. I'll take
1: it. I think with four children, you have like, what is that? Like, like a. Car blanche yeah what what would you'd like the utmost authority probably on no you no, would think so but no, people are no, just as willing still, to yeah, give you yeah
0: you know everyone has their like one little thing that they really own and it's like their expertise like you have like the car seat people and you have the baby wearing people and you have the baby feeding people and you oh, yeah, have the sleeping never people, post a you
2: picture have- in a car seat <laughs> <laughs> because no matter <laughs> what one piece of advice we can never give you. do yeah. it it's going to be wrong no matter what <laughs> that's another question. Like the, so,
1: so that was my first lesson. I learned the hard way and like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sharing online anymore. Like I'm not posting pictures of my kid. I'm not. And I, and I was so exuberant from like just having had a baby I and know, wanting to share it with the so world it was such a, an innocent, like, Hey, look at this. And then I quickly realized like, Oh no, this is off limits, which I'm amazed that, y- you know, you guys are pretty open about.
2: I'm open because it actually made it better. Really? So the, fir- the first thing to realize, at least for me, um, was the amount of mommy shamers or whatever we want to call them, the amount of negative comments are like, meh, compared to like all the wonderful things. And like that was something, a conversation I had to have with myself. Like, why am I always, like most people, yeah, fixating looking at on the, the negative, negative, I need to look at the positive ones. So there was like that, and, and, and just being solid in my parenting choices. Like, I am... I am sure that what I'm doing are very conscious decisions. Can I learn from other people? Absolutely, but like you don't, know, nobody needs to be mean to me about it. Um, and then you know, I I was very precious about Carmen's photo at the beginning. It felt very um, weird to me. I mean, you're you're used to being you're you you're used to being a famous person. It, everything went really really quickly for me in terms of like all of a sudden being more um, in a light of people I don't want to call it a spotlight but you know what I mean but like being in the news more um for lack of a better word and it felt very um uh, what invasive. It, was inv- it felt very invasive and so I completely closed off I like even got stressed out when my friends were taking photos of the baby and I just like was like really 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 neurotic about it and then one of my friends um who shall remain nameless right now, but who is, is famous, she was like, you know what you need to do? Just put the photos out there because then the online publications get it for free. So we had so much people clamoring for images. And if I just put the images online, they're free and the publications can get them for free. There's no bounty. They're not, they're not worth anything because why would they pay somebody when they can just get the image from from my Instagram? So I just started putting more and more and more. And then I just also realized, like, what am I so afraid of? And I've always been happy to face my fears. And one of my fears was, you know, putting the image of my children out there. So the more that I did it, the more I was like, OK, I have nothing to hide. This is what it is. And I'm OK with it. And I just slept so much better at night. I don't know. I feel like.
0: I go back and forth. I will have moments and months where I feel exactly like that, where like, Maybe it's maybe I feel like I'm learning as much as I'm giving and I feel like I'm in this phase of life where I really want to um, to be in that sharing and and just like open forum, you uh, know, parenting community that I feel really lucky. I feel like in for the most part, certainly everyone has those like negative comments that stick with you. But for the most part, I found social media to be a very, a very positive place. But then I'll, the pendulum will swing the other way and I'll start thinking not about my kids now but about my kids 10 years from now or 15 years from now going back and seeing all that i shared of them and their lives and their funny little moments, moments that i find so adorable and like delicious and just I, like, I and i mean the people who choose to follow me seem to think the same but but as they become adults like are they going to think that that was the right choice to make um and, and so I go back and I really do go like just totally back and forth, back and forth on all and all ends of the spectrum. Um, but I think what I've ultimately resolved with myself is is exactly what you said, Larry, where like as long as I'm really solid in why I'm making the choices that I'm making and I don't feel vulnerable to the critique because I there's a logic to what I, first of all, I've raised three kids at this point. Like, I think I know sort of what I am doing, sort of what I'm doing um, and and. If I've made a if I've made a choice, please be guaranteed that like it's because I love my children more than anything else in the world. Like, trust me that I love my children more than you love my children. Like um it's given me a lot of reprieve from feeling like I need to justify things. Like I used to feel like I had to justify choices and pictures and things that I would do. And now now I just sort of feel like don't follow me they're just you know follow you only follow the parts that you like like i don't i'm not i don't need to explain um so it sounds like though you have such a busy life such i mean a hugely busy schedule obviously you and your husband get to work together which is nice but i don't know how much private time you get on set together and you're in france so romantic like what, what when if ever do you get alone time me time we talk a lot about me time on this show and like how you how you refuel how you recharge um and and then when, if ever, do you get alone time with your husband? Good question.
1: Um, I, I mean, I, I do make time to, um, I, I, I feel like I, I'm probably like you, I kind of need exercise and that's my, that's my form of meditation and kind of, uh, ways of, it just makes me feel good. And I don't mean like going to the gym and, and, and wearing myself out, but like yoga, I'll make, I, I prioritize like doing yoga and it's a lot less than it, it was when, before I was pregnant or had a kid. Um, so now it's maybe only three times a week or whatever, or it's not even a full class. Maybe it's just like a 10 minute little stretch in my living room. Um, uh, yeah. And I just, I schedule it. Like, um, I, I had a long conversation with my husband where I was like, look, I have to tend to myself in order to tend to other people. And, it's not a selfish thing. I mean, we all talk about it. It's not selfish. It's actually just making me a better mother and making me a better spouse. Um, sometimes it goes by the wayside, but I, I try to, I love your, your, your stolen moments, found moments.
2: Found moments. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah, you yeah. love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um,
1: <laughs> but things like that. Yeah. I'll just, I just, uh, even, you know, sometimes it's just like, Oh, I get to take a hot shower and I'm going to savor this moment of like, mm-hmm. I I'm it's quiet time. It's just for me. Um, I listen to the radio a lot. That's also, like, that's, whether it's music or the news, you know, the news is kind of depressing, but those are the things that I've come to really appreciate now. Um, time with my husband, we haven't figured that one out. I mean, we're like, we're like see you in five years. No, um, so we, yeah, we'll make, like, you know, we'll have date night. Um, it's wonderful when my parents come to visit because they're, like, you know, my mother will set an alarm. And she'll be awake before everybody in the house and I'll come downstairs with the baby and she'll be like, okay, are you done nursing? Go back to bed. And then they'll be like playing with him all day long. And, oh. and that night they'll be like, go out, go out, go out. You know, so we try to get as much grandma and grandpa time in as we can. And that's how we reconnect because it's, you know, or hiring a babysitter, but it's hard. I mean, even when we're, we were working together and like seeing each other all day long on set, but still, you know, it's work finding it's work and you're it's finding it hard to connect and actually just have time alone alone yeah
2: together.
1: yeah we haven't figured it out really yet but I figured it's a phase and my husband's super patient so that's oh, nice you need to important. have grandma and
2: grandpa over yeah. all the time <laughs> there is, there's, bring there's, them to Paris your mom's lovely <laughs> does she, 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 do she want to come like, to my house does too she's the
1: best she's the best <laughs> 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 that's awesome although she's not well, I'm, this is not a criticism but she like she the the she it's funny how like I learned so much from my mother now about parenting, but we do have different philosophies sometimes, which is like um, I've gotten more and more into the like, no, we really have to stick to like the routine and the schedule. And she's like, what? We let you guys stay up until you just were too tired and went to bed on your own. That's and my like, mom. That doesn't, that doesn't work, mom. I really
0: don't. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though, how you can end up with such different parenting philosophies? And then also they, uh, you know, I, my parents are 30 years removed from when I was a baby. So they're they don't like, remember it they quite don't the remember same. They don't remember quite the same. They're like, oh, you were easy. We took you everywhere. And you just went to sleep when you felt like it.
2: <laughs> it's like, that's not how my
0: life works. It's so it. <laughs> um but I you know you
2: make it work, would you say is your husband hands on hands on daddy yeah, totally um
1: he is it, uh his his work schedule is pretty demanding, but he's like super patient, so loving and attentive um yeah, and i and i sometimes i don't take it for granted, but I sometimes forget that like that's not always the natural default for certainly the dad or a father, you know, but yeah, he changes diapers he plays with Strummer all the time. He's really, really loving. He's really I mean, as a baseline, he's like really loving. And and patient. I think that's the huge the biggest thing is like I'm constantly like, Oh yeah, it's not necessarily automatic that like you wouldn't you'd be fine with the chaos and the messes and the, you know, lack of control over everything.
2: Now, Alec has changed one diaper once and it was a disaster. Was just, That's just, how you get out of changing diapers, Exactly. Right? He was like, I'm just going to do this so badly. By the way, feigned incompetence is like one of the
0: best ways to get out of ever being asked to do anything. Like something tells me,
1: I I tells me this was planned. I laundry, I was like, I put, I put the
0: a red sock put the red in was, exactly my, yeah, one, exactly. one red and sock. And
1: like dried the towel. I don't know what I did, but but I never I never have to do my husband's laundry again because I didn't
0: do <laughs> it right. That is so good.
2: I'm going to start deciding to do that around the house. My mom
0: used to, because like, for whatever reason, I don't know why I have so many memories as a kid of like our car breaking down and my dad being like, I've got surgery in the morning. I've got to go. And so he would like peel off into the night and my mom and the kids would be, oh my gosh, this happened like multiple times where we'd be sitting on the side of the highway, like waiting for the tow truck. And then like the tow truck guy would take us into Boston or wherever the closest city was. It was usually driving home from Maine. But it was so funny because my mom would always say like, I wish I just acted like a dummy once so that he wouldn't trust me to handle all the like the logistics of this because right. he would he would just take off and was no big deal um so i have to tell you season one of riviera got me through the first like three weeks after i gave birth to nika our third because it was just like my happy place i would like sit in bed and nurse and watch riviera when my husband got home from work oh. um I love the show. I thought I, th- I think it's like the best escape television. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with like staring at the French Riviera for an hour when you're in the dead of winter in Manhattan. Um, Thank you. Well, yes, absolutely. And you're brilliant in it, obviously. Um, what is, you know, as you I mean, obviously you're going to make different decisions in your career now because you've got more demands and calls on your time. But what's what's still like really exciting to you or what gets you really jazzed up that you feel like you haven't done yet that you are really looking forward to? in, in, you know, the next few years?
1: Um, I would love to direct something. I've directed some, I've directed some shorts, um, and I just loved it. And I, I found that I've been on enough sets where, um, I've seen it and I, and I, I finally have gotten to the place where I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like the fear factor is gone. Um, and I don't really, I've been saying that for a long time and I don't really know what that looks like or how it would happen. Um, But yeah, I would like to direct. And I think there's plenty more opportunities for women now to direct as well, so. It seems like it might be possible once I find time, which <laughs> maybe, maybe Oh now. right. That'll that thing
2: Now I didn't know if I wanted to have another kid. Um and then as soon as Carmen was born, I literally was like still in the in the room that I delivered her and I looked at Alec, I was like, Oh my god Like like a like a water slide, like a really scary like water like, slide at again. the park. I was like, again, I wanna again. go again. That was amazing. <laughs> and he's like, Whoa, 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 awesome. Um, would you would you consider having more kids or are you like one and done?
1: No, absolutely. I, I would love to have another kid. Um, I think I'd like to enjoy this time now. Um, and it's the people that I know who have children really close in age seem like exponentially more overwhelmed, but Uh I would, um, but I would, yeah, I would love to. I love it. I love being pregnant. I love having a little one like day in and day out. He's the best. Um, I'm a little bit worried. Like people tell you that it, the second, if you if you have a if you have a great one, then the second one's a nightmare. But that's not true, right? Not always.
2: No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No. I mean, their dynamic is it gets to be it gets to be complicated. But there is something really so special about having one and in that intense, intense bond. I mean, you love the second one just as much as the first. But it's interesting. I mean, just like you said that, you know, your heart is walking outside of you, and then all of a sudden, your heart is now split also and walking outside of you in two different directions and there's something very comforting about just like going in one direction being able to scoop up your baby scoop up your heart holding him close to you and then going off with him whereas like the like the more you have then it's like you got to run in many different directions and it's it's very emotional but it's but it's beautiful at the same time and you know I mean it's not, you have a sibling correct
1: I have two yeah yeah you have two. they're a lot they're a lot younger than I am but but I here's the other thing it's like little things like what I remember when I was pregnant I would like clockwork. I would get so tired, and by the afternoon, I would ha- I would have to take like a deep, like I would just collapse into bed and take like a deep two-hour nap like almost that doesn't happen anymore with the yeah, second how do you like do that do is far do. gone
0: exactly. <laughs> it's that was the that was my my pregnancy with the second was the was far and away the hardest of any of the pregnancies because you're right the first time people first of all people are encouraging of that they're like take care of yourself take your epsom salts bath like take a nap whatever relax with the second one you have none of that schedule available to you and i was just drained i was really beaten up by the time i gave birth but here's the beauty. It's tough for the first six months and then they are permanent playmates for each other. You have to, like, imagine the amount of work that you're doing now to keep him constantly entertained and constantly having fun and learning and stimulated and reaching his milestones and all of that. All of a sudden then you have a permanent playmate who's always around, who's way more entertaining than you are. Like the stick analogy you said before, from from the point they are six months and beyond, the two of them, my, my two have been completely inseparable. They are each other's best... Um, best playmate. So, anyway, you you put in like ten months plus six months of hell, and then, then you, and get you just a have to make sure that they reward. don't kill
2: each other gotcha. when they're when they're fighting. I mean, there's there's other there's other complicated things. My my hardest one was, uh, well, I don't know what my hardest pregnancy was. I have pretty good pregnancies, but you know, it's not it's it's always challenging. Um, but my third one, because because my number two, number three are only fourteen and a half months apart, like they're really close together, and they're both boys, and so I was super super pregnant when my second child was learning to walk. And, like, just having that weight and then, like, that terrifying, like, time of, like, when a child is, like, just starting to toddle around. And, like, I'm afraid I'm going to fall on top of him. Like, it was like a hole. And no matter how good my balance is, like, I don't care when I have that big belly, my balance is horrible. it's horrible.
0: (laughs) It's horrible. And (laughs) you're you're worried about falling. You're worried about them falling. It's like a lot of anxiety. Exactly. Um, so we do something fun on the show here uh, where we ask people for their favorite thing. So some, it can be like a face cream, a hat, a, a bicycle, I don't know, a workout class, anything that's sort of like changing your life right now that you really love and want to tell the world about. People have said deodorants, like anything that really just makes you happy right now. A
1: parenting book. What's anything. your favorite thing? Um, can I do one thing for me and one thing for Strummer? Ideal. Yes. 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 So for me... I would say it's those um, natural bristle body brushes, that's, say that five mm-hmm. times fast, <laughs> the natural bristle brushes, so yeah. like, right after I gave birth, um, you know, you you're, you're, have to spend the six weeks not exercising, which is fine, and I totally believe in that, I believe like, that's a time for healing, and that's a time for quietness, and just being with your baby, and snuggling, and, and healing. Um, but my body would get like kind of ornery. Like I wanted to move around. I wanted, I just needed my like circulation going. Um, and so I, before getting in the shower, I would just like vigorously brush with one of these natural bristle brushes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it's like to the point where it kind of tingles and it makes you, it just isn't degrading. And I think really it's nice. moving your lymph
0: it. around too. Totally. Oh yeah.
1: And then for, oh, okay. And then a product I would say, um, that sa- totally saved me when I went back to work was the willow pump. Um, mm-hmm. you know this? The like, mm-hmm. it's, like
2: I haven't tried it. Is it good? Because you can like wear it around, right?
1: You, well, I, I wouldn't do that because I okay. like. And <laughs> <then> all <laughs> of a
2: sudden, your boobs look like that much bigger.
1: Like, <laughs> it's, it's slightly embarrassing, um, but no. In, in terms of portability, it was amazing because oh, yeah. we could be filming in like on all, all these different locations, and you'd have maybe a trailer, but like the washing all the parts for the pump is kind of tricky and it just, it was a lifesaver. Um, and for strummer, for the baby, maybe it's obvious, but you know, the 7am enfant, um, sleeping bags on the car seat or in the stroller, Uh, They're such a game changer in the winter. It's great. Um, but I had the, (laughs) I'm terrible. I, it it also means that you don't really have to like bundle them up every time you go outside. I'm going to get in so much trouble for this, but I went to like, it was like early in the morning, the sun hadn't even come up. I went to the, my strummer was awake. We had, I went to the coffee shop, like around the corner and I put him in the sleeping bag and we got to the coffee shop and I realized I didn't put shoes on
2: him. I do that all the time. Yeah, they're cozy. No, it's great. Totally I do cozy. it all the time. Yes. No,
1: no, but like, but like, that's also, he loves like running around at the coffee shop and saying hello um. to everybody. And so, so I rigged, I rigged, I took my gloves, and I rigged little
0: genius. Look at you, MacGyver.
1: Old <laughs> booties for him. <laughs> no, no. It was only like 20 minutes, and I know I'm going to get shamed for it, and just leave me alone. But anyway, the 7 a.m. on Font sleeping bags are so cool because they're really cozy and warm. Oh yeah.
2: And you really. don't have to have the jacket fight; just put the hat on. Yep. yep. Hat and little gloves. And I love the stroller mitts. Those mm-hmm. are like those yeah, are well, like have mommy you savers. Had, you do, have you had the stroller mitts from them? Oh no. So they're, so oh, they're you mitts need these that hook onto the stroller and just like live there all the time. So if you forget they're your gloves, you just tuck them into or the... Or you can even, I'll put my gloves sometimes because it's really cold. Because, yeah. you know, if you're outside and you're strolling your child around, your hands get so, so, so cold. And you can just like tuck them in and it's great. It's life. Look them up.
1: If your child is obedient and wants to keep their hands in the... No,
2: no, 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 for you. Oh, for me. Oh, no, they're for these, are, you. these are for the mom. For, for the, yeah. yeah, no, no, for you. Oh, yeah, no, the kid. Or People are like, oh, don't you should put uh, gloves on your kid. I'm like, why don't you try? Why don't you come? <laughs> tell my child he wishes to wear his mittens. When he's cold, he'll put his hands inside. OK, he'll figure it out. We all do. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're, de- they're, they're, they're definitely for you. Well, thank you thank so you. much for taking that time. This was really, really it fun. It was so good to chat with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was really nice to chat with you, too. I really love the podcast, honestly. Like, I, I've I listened to it like almost every night. So you got to make more. You got <laughs> to make more. Th- turn Thank them you out. Thank you so much Thank for you. your time.
2: And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. professional. <laughs>
0: All right, that was Julia. You know, I thought it was really interesting hearing her talk about <laughs> about talking about her feminist revolution on set. You wait, know, what, 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 did, what did she call it? Your, 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 feminist, fem- your feminist revolt. Feminist, movement. feminist, feminist movement. movement. Your feminist movement. Wait, what's that? I remember trying to pump on sets and trying to make time for it and having that awkward conversation that you always have to have where it's like, I just need 15 minutes. I know it's not convenient for production, but if you make me wait another three hours, like my breast is going to fall off. and um, and it is uncomfortable, and I give her so much credit for for pushing through it and for saying, "I'm committed to this. Like I'm gonna figure out a way to make it work." Um, you know, pumping in the in the back of restaurants and restrooms and trailers and wherever, because um, it's it, it it is still. A most work environments are not conducive to privacy and comfort and like not feeling anxious when you're, you know, taking a taking a quote unquote break. You need
2: to be relaxed in order to, you know, when you're anxious, that milk isn't going to come very easily. Um, Yeah, no, I always think about this is maybe like TMI just in terms of my insanity brain and the things that I think about. Not in like a weird, gross way. Wait, (laughs) Wait till I say it. Do you ever think about green eggs and ham? why okay so you know it's like I will eat I will not eat green eggs yes. ham here and there everywhere and like, I think about that in terms of like pumping and breastfeeding of like all the things and I don't know why sometimes I just think I'm like I am like uh, green eggs and ham I do not like you Sam I do arm. not like you say <laughs> I am I will pump here I will pump with a fox I will pump in a box oh I will gosh. pump I in a boat and in a tunnel and in the rain and you, you know, do. You is go it too everywhere. far as a TMI no. is that a little bit too m- crazy into my brain and how I think of things we you love your crazy. sometimes I just need to stop speaking and not <laughs> share too much.
0: No, I thought it was really powerful and the and green eggs in ham was powerful? Green Thanks. eggs. You know what? Thanks, Dash. That is your that is your bestie resistance. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Now it's time for our favorite things. So now it's time for our favorite things. Daphne, what's your favorite thing? Okay. Are you ready for this? All of you out there who
0: wake up and you're running behind already, even from the minute you get out of bed with someone screaming at you (laughs) um, uh, and and needing you right at the outset and you don't have time to do your hair and you just want to put something in it that makes it look like maybe you at least ran a brush through it. um, Just get it out of your face and give it a style and do it in legitimately 30 seconds flat headbands headbands are my go to you have
2: been rocking them I, and
0: you look so cute on you too i am thank you i am obsessed with a cute headband a great bow I love, a, I love a, if I can figure it out, a turban. I'm into <laughs> all of these things. But um, I've recently discovered these headbands from Lily Sadugi there on Instagram. Her last name's kind of hard to spell, so I'll spell it for you. But it's Lili, L-E-L-E, and then it's S-A-D-O-U-G-H-I. So you want to um, look that up because her headbands are So cute. They make the outfit. The other thing that I'm really relying on these to do is like, hey, I put on pajamas. Let me put a headband on top and then you'll be distracted slash. Maybe it's fashion. Um, they're just they're they're beautiful. They're embellished, but like very tastefully. So they have ones with little you know uh, sort of costume jewelry all over them, like little pearls and and things. Um, beautiful crushed velvets and satins and all different kinds of uh, different textures. And I just feel like I put one on, and no matter how little time I've had, I feel like I put some some of myself together. Um, and little hacks like that go a long way to making getting dressed in the morning and putting your best face forward uh, feel easy.
2: Excellent. You know what, I'm gonna be inspired by you and do clothing as well. Um, the most, one, well, not the most common, one of the most common questions I get on my Instagram are what are those leggings that I wear yes. that go over my leggings. heels? I, I do have good leggings. And I'm gonna give you a two part answer because I have now two favorite pairs of pants. So the ones that like the classic ones are Lululemon, Wonder Under, W-U-N-D-R, Wonder Under in Luxstream. It has to be the Luxstream. They also have a Luan, Ordering. but it's a Luxstream. Okay? And then I get them the long ones, and then they stay over the feet. People will be like, does that improve your yoga technique? And I'm like, no, it's just cozy. Okay? <laughs> it's just cozy. It's easy. And apparently other people like it, too, because the people are always like, what are those pants that go over your heels? Maybe one day in like 10 years, I'm like, what was I doing? You know what I mean? But whatever. Wait, what's Luxstream? Luxstream is their, is their fabric. It's a very thin fabric that like sucks you in. Get the high-rise ones as well as Especially if you have had a child, the high rise. There's nothing like a high rise pants. Um, and then, um, and then the other one that I've been wearing recently um, are Carbon Thirty Eight, and they have a very very shiny pant that makes you feel like really like Catwoman sexy. <laughs> um, and they also can do that like whole over the heel thing. I'm I you know I'm partnering up with them. To not not that they're sponsoring me or anything, but we're doing a class together. So I'm going to go back to to teaching and I'm doing a class for Girls Inc. So all the proceeds go to Girls Inc. And I know I'm really excited. I'm so I love nothing more than teaching a class and um, being able to donate all the money to charity. Um, So it's yoga for a good cause. Nothing like that. But their pants. Um, are absolutely amazing. They're super shimmery and they have a very similar feel to the Wonder Under ones that I've been wearing forever. So those are two pairs of pants. And in the time that she gave that She's spiel, already bought I'm the double pants clicking double clicking to double buy. Click on her <laughs> iPhone.
0: <laughs> the Lux Dream in a, my size coming right to my house. Yes, yes. Fabulous.
2: Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review, please. And email us at mombrainpod at gmail.com
0: this is Mombrain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mombrain is a Gallery Media Group original production.